Hey, welcome to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Real quick, before we get started, if you'd like to subscribe, we would love that so you get these delivered to your device every single week. Uh, crypto scams are getting bolder, and are you comfortable with telehealth? We'll be talking about that a little bit later on. But we start with the news, and Kim Commando is back. Hello. Yes, it was really big this past week. I'm sure you didn't miss it. That Jeff Bezos blasted into space on his rocket company's first flight. They had a whole bunch of people on board, four people. It was the second billionaire in just over a week to take a ride in his own spacecraft. Did you guys see it? Did you no. see it? I went back I saw and the watched replay. the highlight. Yeah. You didn't watch it, Ellie? Why not? I don't have a good reason. I don't <laughs> <Okay>. know. Maybe <laughs> just, I'll go watch it when we're done. You should. Um, he had this handpicked group, his brother, an 18-year-old kid from the Netherlands, and an 82-year-old aviation pioneer from Texas, Wally Funk. Oh, I love Wally's story. And it was the youngest and oldest ever fly in space. So Bezos, when the capsule touched down, it was only a 10-minute flight in a remote West Texas town. He said, oh, best day ever. And then he hugged his mother, and then he hugged his girlfriend who, okay, girls, I don't know if you saw what she looked like. And she's 51, and she's very pretty. She had on the biggest diamonds I have ever seen on anyone. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like earrings, this big pendant, this big ring, and it was on her left finger. Oh. Wow. So they're like, what's going on there? But the reason why I'm bringing this up is that afterwards he held a press conference, and he thanked everybody that made the launch possible. And then he said, I'd like to thank every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer you guys paid for all this. Sure did. <laughs> yep. It just seemed a little shallow, didn't it? Okay. I mean, I'm just thinking like, yeah, you know, those clawed uh, garden gloves, that paid for his trip. <laughs> yeah, I was, package of socks. I was thinking like, I was thinking that it was my order of the Swiffer wet jet refills <laughs> with Freebreeze that just like totally put it over the edge. It did. As far as cost, uh, $550 million dollars. Per minute. Per wow. minute. Wow. Okay. Um, speaking of money in Amazon, on a side note, I usually order my vitamins on Amazon. But note, I said usually because not anymore. I was on Amazon and I, I take krill oil. Okay. It's, you know, it's an omega-3. It's good for your heart and all that other good stuff. And on Amazon, it, I noticed that the price had increased. It was now like $31.99. I'm like, have I been paying $32 for this bottle of well, so I went over to Costco.com, the same bottle, same make, same manufacturer, same size, same milligrams, uh, $19.99. Wow. So I really think that Amazon the sellers have been um, quietly raising prices. And then I started thinking, you know, if I had $1 for every time someone complained about how rich Jeff Bezos is, I still wouldn't be as rich as Jeff <laughs> Bezos. But I have one more story. Sure. One more story. Okay. Weddings, you have the bride and the groom, and you always have like some drama rama, right? Between the families. I mean, who gets to sit at the head of the table and who gets to sit in the back and the bridesmaids and the best man? And you know, something always gets messed up. So, I wanted to bring up this Craigslist ad that I saw Wedding date wanted for mother in law, $1,000. And the bride goes on to say, hello, I'm looking for a wedding date for my mother-in-law from Friday to Saturday for a wedding. It's my wedding. She needs constant attention and supervision. She will probably wear white, yes, and try to escalate small dramas. So your job <laughs> is to simply distract and de-escalate. 
Uh, you can flatter her for two days and make an easy one thousand dollars. That's incredible. Wow. That's... It is, and it says that you have to pretend that you're a guest. You have to pretend that you're interested in sitting and dancing with the mother-in-law, and give her your undivided attention. You have to be between forty and sixty. She's fifty-one, slim and attractive, and you have to wear your own suit. <laughs> no suit provided. <laughs> Noted. So, Mike, I was thinking of you. I don't have a suit. I haven't since the 90s. <laughs> well, you know, when I was younger, my, my older relatives would always like to tease me at weddings, say, oh, you know, you're going to be next. You're going to be next. They stopped doing that, though, because I started doing the same thing to them at funerals. Oh. <laughs> it worked. That'll do it. Hey, Ben, security cameras at stores may know who you are. What's that about? Well, yeah, go into any store right now, grocery store, Walmart, look up. What do you see? bunch cameras. of cameras. Sure. Oh yeah, that's been the, that's been that way for years. But over the last few years there's been a trend where technology's been added to them with facial recognition. And apparently it really ramped up over the pandemic. Uh mainly for a few reasons. For one, it's a better way to ID shoplifters, people passing fake checks, fraud cases, things like that. And since a bunch of stores began limiting staff over the pandemic, uh, the facial rec could help track the amount of foot traffic. And then you have companies like Amazon rolling out contactless payment in some of their stores, and those systems definitely know who you are. So which stores actually have facial recognition that they're using right now? Okay, wait. Before we talk about the stores, let's say that you own a retail store. Sure. And this is what happened in Albuquerque, and it was Albertsons. And so they have facial recognition happening in that store. And so a guy comes in, he's 23 years old, he's a known shoplifter, a known shoplifter, and he comes through your front door. Now, if you own the store, wouldn't you want to know that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, this 23-year-old guy also was wanted for some other crimes. So it's not like he just went in and like, you know, put a stake down his pants or anything like that. Okay. Maybe that was a bad analogy. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't like he just stole a pack of gum. And so uh, Albertsons came out and said, you know, we are not going to go into our security methods because we want to keep our guests and our team members safe. And quite frankly, when I saw the story, I was like, you know what? I actually think it's okay. I would want to know and I would want to use that technology. As long as it's right. As long as it doesn't make it was mistakes. Right. It was right yeah. in this case. Consistently. But yeah. Um, so yeah. what stores are using well, it? Well, Albertsons, like you said, Ace Hardware, Macy's, no surprises, Apple stores. But they've got that stuff so locked down anyway. But you've got these uh, advocacy groups like working together, trying to stop it, trying to convince stores that have it to get rid of it. They're not going to convince anybody to do well, that. Well, some have already said apparently that they're not going. Like CVS, Costco, Home Depot, Kroger. Target and Walmart. So they're saying they're not going to use yeah. any facial now. What, what else? Are, they're going to be using something else. Yeah. Okay. Mines will change. They'll have something else. They won't call it facial rec. It'll be something. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's their job to protect what's happening inside their environment. I mean, it's you expect to have a certain level of safety and security. And think about all the cameras that are happening. So they may not be doing real time facial recognition. But I guarantee you, they're doing something. Oh, yeah. And they want to do more with it. It's not just spotting crooks and things like that. They want to track, you know, some of these companies, they want to track workers to know when they clocked in. Where are they in the store? And as far as the shoppers, like let's say you're a loyalty club member, 
as soon as they identify you and when you walk in the store, you'll get a push notification or a text about today's deals. So, you know, just another way for more targeted dads, too. And they're just doing more data tracking. Right. They are. I would say that, I mean, would you be offended if you walked into a store and knew that this was going on? All right. So, Kim, you walk into a store. They have a camera on the side. Now, you know that it knows who you are. And now it's watching you. I don't really care. Okay. So it's a good point. But go back to the privacy issue is if they knew that guy was a criminal or a shoplifter, well, then are they in the police database? Now we're talking about government knowing where everybody is. That's a problem. They already know where we are. I well, mean, I mean, think about it. We are, we're all carrying around a smartphone. Yeah. They, and we, it all has a unique ID. They know exactly where we are at any given moment. Do you think that the government is using that information? I'm sure. Okay. Here, let me give you an example. I have a house in California. I can only spend 182 days a year at that house or else now I'm going to be a California resident and the taxes are a lot higher. So I don't want to spend any more time close to 180 days. So I actually have a Google Sheet where I keep track of all this other stuff. And also it helps that my next door neighbor in California is such a nice guy that when I moved in, he came over and said, now, you know, if you spend more than 182 days here, you're going <laughs> to be a California resident. I was like, oh, did that come with the fresh cookies that nice. you brought over? Welcome. Um, yeah, that was the welcome wagon. And so I have heard that not only will they track the state of California, airfare records and credit card receipts and all that other good stuff. But they can also look at your cell phone records to see if you're in the state. Wow. Hmm. So it's what you don't know. Exactly. All right, Allie, what do you got? Well, you want to buy something on Amazon. You start shopping around. What's the first thing you look at? The reviews, probably. It's a bad idea, right? We shouldn't rely on these reviews. We know we shouldn't, but we still read them. Well, there's a resource we've recommended quite a few times that helps you spot fake reviews. It's called Fake Spot. And there was a lot of drama this week because it got pulled from the Apple App Store. Usually when apps get pulled, there's some kind of, get this off your phone, it's tracking you, there's something wrong with it where you really don't want to use it. Well, this happened because Amazon complained about the app. So it's been around for a long time. It started in 2014. The CEO actually got, you know, he bought something on Amazon, it wasn't what he expected, fell for all these reviews, and he said, I'm going to do something about this. Shocker. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I bought a, uh, some teeth products during the pandemic. It, 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 didn't it didn't work. But the review said it was fabulous. Well, of course it did. So now it's this 20-person company. They're based in New York, FakeSpot, and they just redid their app. So it's kind of an overlay over the Amazon website where you can see whether reviews are trustworthy, whether a seller is trustworthy, all this stuff. And Amazon says, nope, the way you're using our website is misleading, potentially dangerous for people. Okay. They get this warning. Apple says, you know, they pull them out of the app store. To me, this isn't really a good look. You've got these two giant tech companies going after this little, pretty tiny small company. company. Yeah. yeah, 20 people, that's not. Yeah, and their goal really is to protect consumers from a problem we know exists, from a problem Amazon says exists. So there's not really any contention that there are fake reviews. Okay, what can you do about it? Well, if you have an iPhone, you can't use the FakeSpot app right now. You still can use the browser extension. It works with all the major browsers. You can still download the Google Play app for Android. There's also a different service called Review Meta. It's really similar, so you can use that. Really, it comes down to don't trust the reviews. Yes, we can give you some red flags to look for, but Kim, do you ever really actually trust these? 
No. Yeah. Because you know, you look when you start looking closer at the reviews, and sometimes you know you can get somebody with a really good opinion, and it does say sometimes verified purchaser, but you can't even trust the verified purchaser anymore because they're getting scammed as well, right? And so I may look at it, and I find you notice, like you mentioned, the red flags. Mm-hmm. Okay, all these reviews get posted one single day. I saw that on a selfie light. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh wow, all in one day. All these people like love this selfie light, right? <laughs> Um, What are other some red flags? If you notice the same language across a bunch of reviews, it could mean, yeah, somebody told them what to say. And so if you see, this is fantastic and amazing, five different places, yeah, don't really trust that. Uh, If you only see things that are five stars or one star, it doesn't really make sense, right? It's not going to be the best thing one person's (laughs) used and the worst thing someone else's used. I love it. I hate it. This is the worst. (laughs) So look for that discrepancy. You really want things kind of in the middle. Yeah, skewing toward the higher end. And then... Like you said, Kim, look at the username, look at how long they've been a member, click the profile, see if they have any other reviews. That can really help, too. And Jeff Bezos would also like to thank the fake reviews for helping <laughs> send him to space. Exactly. But you don't want to order supplements. I mean, you, I mean, I already talked about supplements, I mean, but it's nature made and all that. You have to be careful. I'm talking about like the fringe supplement. That's right? a really good point. Testosterone, anything weight loss. They're just trying to get your money. Uh, at best, it probably doesn't work. At worst, it could make you sick or, you know, do something harmful to you. So avoid those. Yeah, I would anything health related like that. Um, and make sure you're buying things you can return because whether it's tech or anything else. That's really important. If it doesn't live up to the hype, all you can really do is return it. Get your money back. You know, I ordered, I know this is going to sound crazy. I ordered a thesaurus from Amazon. But when it arrived, I found all the pages were blank. And I have like no words to describe how angry <laughs> all right if you have duplicate contacts in google we've got a great tip for you coming up in just a few moments also kim is going to be back later on for ben's product review which is a robotic vacuum cleaner that ben also mops okay and i bet it doesn't suck (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh, plus brand new or not true is just ahead tech refresh with kim commando and friends from commando.com Hey, welcome back to the Tech Refresh Podcast with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Brand new or not true is just ahead. And later we're checking out telehealth. What do you think about it? What do we think about it? Do we use it? Uh, all right, but it's time right now for our tech tip. Ben, how to get rid of those duplicate contacts in Google. Yeah, I don't know about uh, you guys, but I've had a Gmail account since it was in beta. Me too, It was yeah. like 2004, I think. Yeah. So over the time, and I've used it so much for, you know, for personal, uh, you know, business, whatever, actual business and contacts, things like that. And you get these contact lists built up, uh, whether it's your friends, your family, your colleagues, name it. And when you enter that info at different times over the years, you might end up with a bunch of duplicates. I don't like disorganization. I don't like chaos. You know this. So it needs a little order. You know, it's actually pretty easy to find and merge duplicate contact info. So say you're on a computer. Just go to contacts.google.com, sign in with your Google credentials. Click on the three-line menu at the top left of the page and select the option called Merge and Fix. So it'll automatically show up a list of duplicates. You don't have to go hunt them down. It might show, like, you know, coming from new emails, new phone numbers, things like that. From that list that it automatically populates, you can either click add, which will combine those duplicates, 
or dismiss them if it's incorrect or just needs to stay separate. Now, something else to consider, once that's all cleaned up, you might want to move that list of contacts to a completely different service if you're just kind of done with Google, whatever else. Now, using that same three-line menu, you can choose the option for e export and then choose which format. Google CSV, if you're going to move it to a different Google account. Outlook CSV for you know, Microsoft's email service. Or vCard, if you just want to combine it with your existing iOS contact list. It'll then download the file, which you can then use to import in one of those other services. So it's, like I said, very easy to do. How long did it take you to clean all yours up? Had fewer than I expected. I've had, like I said, I had so many contacts from over the years, you know, the organizations I used to work at, but a lot of them weren't duplicates. I think I had 10 to 15. Okay. Not and it bad. took like 90 seconds to just go through and just clean it up. Yeah. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was great. I had multiple duplicates, but uh, it was because I had multiple uh, email accounts through Google, right? So eh, I still have like a backup email account. You're right. It's not that big a deal to get rid of them. All right. It's time for America's newest game show sensation where you can play and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new product sites, apps, and services are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness, others not so much. Oftentimes, the products sound crazy, outlandish, and ridiculous, and you think, what were they thinking? And then all of a sudden, tech created a new millionaire. Well, when playing Brand New or Not True, we're going to present you, the home listener, with three product sites or ideas. It's up to you to decide which two of the three are fake, and then one is real. Who's got the products this week? That is me. All right. This week we're talking work tech. Product number one. Here at Westar, we're pretty lucky because everyone's pretty respectful about shared spaces. Nobody's microwaving fish or leaving <laughs> stuff all over the place yes. in the kitchen. But if you work with people with bad manners, maybe you avoid the break room altogether. The Hamilton Beach Lunchmate is your new best pal. It looks like a little burner, but instead of putting a pan on it, you set your lunch on top to start warming. It uses induction technology, so it doesn't actually get hot. You can touch it with your fingers and you won't get burned. Because it's made for office use, it only gets so hot, the equivalent of medium-low on a regular stove. But that's enough to warm up your coffee in about three minutes, or your lunch in eight minutes from room temp or 15 from cold. Yes, I said coffee because there are all kinds of different containers you can use for this. For $59.99, you can get the starter pack that includes three lunch containers in different sizes, a mug with a lid, and the heating unit. All right, we got it. What's product number two? One of the biggest shifts for all of us who moved to working from home in the last year was all the time we spent on video calls. That has continued into the office. A lot of us are on video all the time. If you want the person you're talking to to think you're looking at them, you have to look up at the webcam. Right. That means you don't see them. Uh, if you look at their face on the screen, they think you're looking down. That disconnect is what led to the center cam adjustable webcam that operates from the middle of your screen. It attaches to the top and then hangs down right to the center. That means you can look at the camera and the person you're talking to at the same time. The center cam is about the size of a dime. It works on Windows, Macs, Linux. Uh, it's 1080p, 30 frames per second, and it costs $105. Bad? Okay. Product number three. A lot of offices are running on smaller staffs right now. We're all doing more with less. If your office manager is answering phones, scheduling meetings, trying to get a million other things done, he or she might not realize when the toilet paper runs out. The Palmer Smart Dispenser to the rescue. 
This connected toilet paper holder calculates when a roll is going to run out and alerts you when it does. The monitor measures the distance from the sensor to the surface of the paper roll to calculate this. You can buy an entire unit if you want to replace your existing toilet paper holders, uh, and they're $119 each, or you can retrofit the existing holders. The sensor can fit into most commercial toilet paper holders, and they cost $59 each. Okay, we've got the Hamilton Beach Lunchmate for $59.99, the video call a center cam for $105, and the toilet paper holder, how much was that? Uh, $119 for the whole unit, or the sensor alone to retrofit is $59. Okay, well, um, I'm going to start by eliminating that one. Most businesses have extra rolls. You know, they have the double roll thing like we do here. So one drops down when you're out and they they change it uh, once a week. Video call center cam or the Hamilton Beach lunch mate both seem pretty ridiculous. The video call center cam for $105. I could see somebody coming up with this, but I don't think it's that big of a problem. I, don't, I mean, you're just kind of looking at the cam over uh, if you have it right in front of you, you're kind of looking at the screen. I don't think most people can tell where your eyes are. So it would look like you're looking at them. So I'm going to go with the WorkTech Hamilton Beach Lunchmate for $59.99 to warm up your lunch. Ben. I'm going to rule out the camera too. Okay. It just seems like it'd be in the way as small as it is. Like it'd just be like right there in the middle of your screen. doesn't seem... Like, you'd really need it. And I know that, like, FaceTime, if you use your iPhone and FaceTime on some of the newer ones, it'll, like, I think what it does is if you're looking at the screen, it's got some kind of technology that can kind of manipulate what your eyes look like to make it look like you're looking at the screen. Mm -hmm. So there's stuff like that. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to rule that out. It just doesn't sound right. Now, the other two, I know about those induction cooktops. They do exist. Now, the thing that threw me off is like, cool to the tut. I mean, it's got to be warm enough. And you'd think that it'd still be warmer than, you know, ow, that's kind of hot. That makes sense. And actually seems like a very reasonable price. And I think that's the trick. Because I think those are more expensive than that. So I'm going to say that one's fake. And I'm going to say the, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, bathroom smart toilet paper dispenser. You know, I know this answer is going to go right down the toilet. Sorry. Kim, yeah, Kim, is that I you? know, I know. Well, she just left. So. But uh, I'm going to go with that one being the real. Okay. All right. This is a very special week because you're both wrong. <laughs> the real one is the center cam. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah I kind of thought that might be. It's on either Indiegogo or Kickstarter right now. It's fully funded. Basically, they say, once you're done with your call, just move it over. It hangs down kind of in the middle of your screen. I mean, it looks nice. It's a nice angle, but it's, it seems like kind of a pain to have to shift it Do around. people really care if you're looking at them on a Zoom call or I will video say call? that if somebody who worked from home and was on video calls almost every day, staring at a camera to try to look like you're looking at people, it's a really weird thing. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the day, you're pretty exhausted of, yeah, just trying to keep your focus. So, yeah. I mean, maybe you should try to review one. Maybe so. I yeah. guess I'll reach out. You should. Hey, you take one of your dumb cameras. I just, <laughs> I just talked badly about it. Thought it was fake. Podcast. Yeah. Right. Hey, that's it for this week's edition of Brand New and Not True. Thank you both. And up next, we're going to take a look at first crypto scams are getting bolder. Uh, that and are you comfortable with telehealth? Have you ever used it? Have we? Uh, what do we like or not like about it? It's Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com.
Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commander.com. Every week, we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech. So you're the source of tech information for your friends and family. This week, we're taking a look at telehealth for basic doctor visits. Go ahead. Yeah, so as, as you know, telehealth has become a big deal during the pandemic. Uh, you know, doctors don't want you coming in. Hospitals don't want you necessarily coming in unless there's something really wrong because, especially last year, you had it, you know, the, the risk and the influx of patients. Well, I've actually used it a few times over the past few years. The only difference now is that more people seem to know about it. And it's, like I said, being pushed as an option by more and more providers, whether it's the actual doctor's office or the insurance companies, whatever. And for me, and this has nothing to do with COVID restrictions or anything like that, I actually find the appointments really convenient. You get the link, you sign in. And just like a regular doctor's visit, you wait forever for the doctor to show up, except now you can do that from like your couch and you don't have to, you know, stare at the the random, you know, medical tables on the wall and all Thinking, that. when so, can I get out of here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one caveat for me, though. It's convenient when it comes to very basic things. You know, if there's something that I'm really concerned about or even, you know, you know more than just like, there's a little worry there. I think I still would rather see someone in person. You know, I, I don't know if I would completely trust that someone over a, over a video call would really be able to address something like that, even if they say they can. So that's, it's those cases. Okay, I don't mind going to the office. So what are your thoughts? You use it? Have you? Plan to? Yeah, I've used it, and I think it's great. Um, so sometimes if you need to go to the doctor, it takes forever to get an appointment. With telehealth, you, sh- you can usually get an appointment very quickly. Um, and like you said, even if you have to wait, you're just waiting at your house or, you know, at the office, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, I think that's a good point. I do kind of like it for – have you ever had something where you think, do I need to go to the doctor for this? You can actually ask a doctor with telehealth. You can say, hey, is this something I should be concerned about before you escalate to, okay, now I have to make a a doctor's appointment, make a big deal out of this. So I like it for that. Um, Most of the telehealth things have another feature that I think is really neat that you can get a second opinion on something. So say you went to a doctor, had tests done, maybe they tell you to do something specific. Well, you can set up a telehealth appointment. You can show them all those records, show them your tests, talk about what the other doctor said, and get a second opinion without having to go to the doctor, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think it's cool. What about you? Uh, I used it a while, a couple of years ago. Uh, let's face it; like, there's nothing worse than going to the doctor, right? A big waste of time you can't find, <laughs> especially me. My doctor's on the way on the other side of town, so it takes about half hour, forty five minutes to get there, then wait. Then get in the room, then wait. Then he comes. Yeah, doctor comes in for five minutes and he's gone. And so it it takes a lot of time and it seems like a lot of wasted time. So, yeah, I did the telehealth thing. Like I said, a couple of years ago, I got a prescription. It was 15 minutes and done. And so that was a huge difference. I loved it. I loved it. I would use it again. That's a good point, too. For something that maybe is a recurring issue for you, something that is you know, pops up from time to time. Just you already know. Yeah. yeah. And you can say, okay, I usually take this medication and they can say, great, we'll yeah. give you that. And yep. if they need to send you out for labs or testing, they can do that too. So yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. Hey, one of the things we promise every week is to keep you informed on the latest scam. So every week we talk about a new scam that you need to watch out for. This week it's crypto scans. Yeah. Crypto is everywhere. And you see things get really popular. All of a sudden, 
the scammers come after it. Surprise. Yeah, we've been talking about crypto on the podcast and on the website and the show for a while now. Like you said, Mike, scams are ramping up. This week, I had one in my inbox. It was actually a message I got in WhatsApp. Uh, Somebody messaged me claiming to be, wait for it, a professional foreign exchange and digital currency broker (laughs) just for me. Wow. Legit. Yeah. The message said that they are testing out some new cryptocurrencies and the monthly income exceeds 85% and the daily profit exceeds 8%. Of what? I don't know. Uh, but I could make 1000 to $10,000 a day. What a range. Do you guys think I should go for it? Absolutely. Are they going to call it like alley coin? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We've said this so many times about so many things. Pretty much nobody is nice enough to just hand out free money. And you certainly aren't going to get it from some unsolicited message on an app. I blocked it and deleted it. If you get anything like this, you should too. Okay, just ahead on Tech Refresh from Commander.com. Kim is back. We're going to talk about a robotic vacuum cleaner that also mops. Is it a hit? Is it a go? No go. Also, a toilet that pays you to go. Oh, finally, a talent that I have I can get paid for. (laughs) Uh, All right, that's next on Tech Refresh with Commander.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast heard exclusively on the Commando Explains podcast from Commando.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get this delivered every single week to your device. And give us a review. If you like the podcast, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to it. And that way it helps more people find us. If you don't like the podcast, don't give us a review. Keep it to yourself. Stop (laughs) listening. Get out of here. Uh, (laughs) Also, uh, don't forget about the Kim Commando Explains podcast that comes out every Tuesday. This week, we talked to an expert from the Electronic Frontier Foundation about bossware. And our boss is uh, looking after you. When somebody gives you a laptop or a a phone through work... uh, are they going to be tracking you? It's uh, it's a great podcast. Again, that's the Kim Commando Explains podcast. And uh, now it's time for Ben's product review and a vacuum cleaner that mops. No, we're talking about another battery today. No, <laughs> oh, no. God, Ben. No more battery backups and Batteries solar panels. Awesome. And, oh. Awesome. Okay. Question. Who likes to vacuum? Nobody. 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 What about mopping? No, Kim does. I do like to mop. Okay. I know, it's well, you're crazy. the first person I've met who likes <laughs> Cool. It's a stress thing. There's a sense of satisfaction. Sure. Okay, when you can look at a dirty floor and afterwards it's all clean. It's yeah, like, and then your dog walks over three seconds later. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Or worse, your husband. <laughs> well, you know, the Roombas have been around for years and years. Okay, now you have other companies, countless companies you'll find on Amazon making them too. One of them is Eufy, which is a subsidiary of Anchor, and they have made a robot called the Eufy RoboVac G30 Hybrid, hybrid meaning (laughs) it also mops. Yay. Yeah, so I used to have an old Roomba, and it was dumb. I mean, it would just bounce around the same spot over and over again. This one has tech called Smart Dynamic Navigation 2.0. Hooray, marketing speak. So 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 we'll go out and, like, map the room? Yeah, but it's not, you know, some of those other Roombas are really expensive. They've got cameras and, I don't know if it's radar or what. This is not that smart, but it is better about kind of getting the lay of the land and, you know, going on a grid. I gave a Roomba for Christmas to my mom that, that actually sweeps up and does mop. Yeah? And it works pretty well. It actually does. It was so expensive. But she calls it Rosie, and you know, it takes like an hour and a half to her place, and she thinks it's great. 
Well, that's good. I mean, this one, you know, it's not as sophisticated, I'm sure, as the one that you got, um, but it has an app, pretty easy to use. You can create schedules, have it spot clean, uh, change the suction setting, take manual control and drive it around like a car, and you can tie it in to work with Alexa and Google Assistant. Now, does it solve that day-to-day problem? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to vacuum. I don't want to mop. That's the thing. It has a learning curve the first time you use it. First off, you hook up the dock, and you got to give it a lot of clearance. Then you let it, you set it loose, and it goes and tries to, uh, you know, get the lay of the land. One thing I don't like about it, no object detection. What do you mean no object detection? Does it well, just bounce into things? It, yeah, yeah. It'll just drive itself, you know, the first day and the second day. It just cruises right under the guest room bed and gets hung up in the, the cords where the lamps sure. are plugged in. And but then it gets you get all a, the dust out, though. Yeah, only you get a push notification, it needs to be rescued. And it's like at the front, you got to move the bed out of the way to, to rescue it from under the bed. So they send some of those little, I don't know if you've seen it, that magnetic uh, strip tape that basically kind of sets up a... Like a boundary? Yeah, like a no-fly zone. But, you know, doesn't work all the time, and it's kind of awkward when you're trying to put that on carpet. So... Some rooms you just kind of have to keep an eye on. It's like, nope, pick it up and move it around. You know what? The people in your household. (laughs) (laughs) What does he have this week? I know. It must be like, oh, God. All right. Some of it's more exciting than others. Yeah. But but then you have, okay, that's the vacuuming. And it actually works pretty well. The mop consists of a tiny little water tank and a little cloth pad you put on the bottom. And you can't add detergent. That messes it up. So really, it's just water. And it kind of drags it around and, you know, maybe adds a little bit Can of shine. Can you put a little vinegar in there? It says nothing. Nothing? Yeah, okay. just water. So, and, and it'll also try to mop your carpet and rugs if you're not careful. Oh so gosh. it doesn't really know the difference between the, you know, the hardwood or the tile. So is it worth it, though? Well, the vacuum is good. It's How much qu- is it? It's quiet. It's easy to use. And it's affordable compared to the, the Roombas. So... Let's say, okay, the Eufy RoboVac G30 Hybrid usually retails for 370 As of this recording, you can get it for 250 at Amazon. Yeah, the room was double the price. Yeah. Now, for whatever reason, it's cheaper than the version that doesn't have the mop by like 70 bucks. It's on sale for... Really? Yeah. So even though you won't probably use the mop, you might as well get that one because you're, you're going to save $70 just by getting the hybrid. Maybe because it keeps mopping carpets. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Well, anyway, I've got the full review on the site along with links to this one and a couple others. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, you know, after going through all the batteries and now we have a vacuum cleaner, your <laughs> reviews are really picking up. <laughs> <laughs> and out of that, we're going to go to the toilet that pays you to go. Okay, yes. We're going to talk about poop. If the Charmin Bear commercials have taught me anything, it's that we all go and talking about it is okay. And I guess that bears use toilets, but waste makes energy. We all make waste. Why not turn that into energy? Cho Jaewon, an urban and environmental engineering professor at the Olson National Institute of Science and Technology, thought, hey, that's a really good idea. And he invented something called the BV toilet. It composts human waste and turns it into methane biogas. That is then used in the school's energy system. A nice bonus, every time you use the toilet and contribute, you get paid a little bit of digital currency. Students can use this at the school cafeteria. It's a composting toilet, and it uses a really powerful vacuum to pull everything down into a composting tank so it doesn't use any water. Then bacteria breaks things down, and the methane is channeled into a fuel cell. That powers a lot of things in the building, including the hot water heater. Cool. I know it's gross, but this is 
pretty dang cool. I will leave you with this fun fact. On average, the waste of one human can generate about 0.5 kilowatt hours of electricity. Aren't we amazing? Which is enough to power, what, a phone for 13 seconds? Or <laughs> Either way, I mean, it's, okay, good idea if it really works, but I mean... That crypto thing you got in your WhatsApp sounded more real. Than, <laughs> I mean, right. imagine you, you know, get this message. I almost thought I should do this for brand new or not true, and then I realized, no, they would probably think that is so outrageous that it has to be the real product. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She would be right. Yep. Hey, if you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcast at commander.com. Again, that's podcast at commander.com. On behalf of Kim, Ben, Allie, I'm Mike, and we'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commander.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Commander.